Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. (laughs) I am interviewing my amazing, magical co-host, Gina Werfel. You probably all know this because I gush about her every week, but Gina is by far one of my most favorite people in the world. Mm. I mean, there's my children, right? Like nothing compares to my children, but from my children, there's three people in my life that just move mountains. They've moved mountains for me. They are family, they're soul family. They're thicker than blood family. And Gina's one of those people. I want to cry. You, you guys don't know how much I admire you her. Me for everything. <laughs> you guys don't know how much I admire this woman. She has bailed me from my deepest, darkest days. She befriended Tristan knowing that he was stage four cancer and was going to die soon. She came to visit him, us, almost monthly and just held him and snuggled him and loved him and wasn't afraid of him. You know, when it comes to cancer, people are terrified. People kind of pull away during people's transitions to the other life. And Gina stayed by his side the entire time. It's so cute because a lot of you probably haven't heard the podcast where we talk about where, you know, Tristan was having these panic attacks at night and I would stay up with him multiple nights and it was very hard. And there was a night where Gina and Raj were at our house and I went to sleep upstairs. We had the night nurse to watch Tristan, but he was having another panic attack. And so he literally climbed into bed with Gina and Raj and just, he just needed someone. And Gina, you guys had the sweetest conversation. Mm -hmm. Like there are no words. And so with that intro, it was one of my favorite memories. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say what thank you for that. It was one of the sweetest memories, and I remember him coming into the room and and he's just like, "Can I sleep with you guys?" Which is actually funny because it was a twin bed. It was so small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And we talked all night, and I just asked him what was one of your favorite memories in life, or what was something that you never want to forget in your life. And it was amazing. I expected him to be like, oh, this epic time. And I did this and this peak life experience and this trip or whatever. And what he actually said was sitting in a coffee shop in Boulder with Shawnee. And we were listening to this band that we just loved. And I had this hot mocha in my hand. Mm -hmm. He's like, if I could relive that moment forever, that's what it would be. And so beautiful to hear like those life moments of at the end of the day, what does somebody remember when you're about to go and leave this life? And you're like, oh, it was that moment of just where everything paused in presence. And it was so special. It's the micro moments that make eternity. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's not the big ones. And so yeah, you guys, Gina is Aww. truly, if you ever get to be around her or get to know her or work with her or take a class from her, you're probably one of the luckiest people on the planet because Gina's Aww. just she's all light. She's light. She's love. You feel good being around her. You feel lucky to be friends with her. I've girl crushed on you for so long. And I remember when I first met you and I'm like, I'm going to make her my friend. We um, both did. <laughs> <laughs> we crushed on each other. It's and it was like, hey. I go back through my text Raj that I sent Raj around that time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having an amazing like I connected with Johnny today. It was so amazing. It's so funny. Oh, and, and I just like, Aww. I just love this woman so much. And so 
I'm interviewing her today because she is a brilliant dietitian. She has a master's mm-hmm. in human biology, right? Human biology? Human, human nutrition. Human nutrition, Same sorry. Thing. Same thing. <laughs> She's brilliant. She's the total package. Yeah. And she has Aww. a story. She has her own healing story. And I want you guys to hear it because, and I'm going to toot our own horn for a little bit, but I love this platform of self-healers and self-advocators, right? We've built a clinic where people are self-advocating for themselves and their health, right? And they are becoming the experts and they are working alongside us. They're not utilizing us as their expert and their head of healing. And Gina is one of these people where she's training people to be their own self-healers and to look beyond knowledge and have people drop into their bodies and their hearts and their souls and have them completely revamp how they heal, right? Because if healing just took knowledge, we'd all be healthy, right? How many thousands of hours of podcasts have everyone listened to by now and they're still not healthy, right? It's because we're not integrating the information and Gina teaches people how to integrate it. And she teaches them how to integrate it from a mind, body, soul, heart perspective. So Gina, Mm. welcome. (laughs) Please tell everyone who you are and how you started your healing journey. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to talk about this with you today because I think that we're both in the very similar place and we have been in our journeys. And I think that as people who resonate with our work have been following. I mean, some of our people have been maybe following some of our work for many years and have watched our own personal journeys and our own personal transitions and how we've evolved. And I think that starts to bring out questions of like, wait a second, this isn't just all about facts. What is Mm -hmm. it that you're doing? What have you done and, and where have you been? And I think you and I met at that same time where we were both in a big evolution of cracking open that we love science, we love health, but we're so much more than that. And I think that that's why we bonded so much. And when you find your tribe, which is why we have our tribe of people and gutsy, because they're all in that place of cracking open to there's more than just what we're told by our doctors. And there's more than what we even know in just alternative health information. And it's like, we all can come together and bond over each other's journeys and why we love interviewing our members about mm-hmm. their journeys and how they're unfolding and having these deeper realizations. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for asking. Oh man, where, where do I start? <laughs> From the beginning. <laughs> From the beginning. From well, when like- I was born June 6, <laughs> 1989. <laughs> Actually, interesting story about that is What I started to realize is I actually think birth trauma plays a Mm. big role for a lot of us that we don't really know about. I think it's so interesting when, if we can ask our mothers, what was our birth like? And I think that for me, it actually probably my origin starting point was probably at a birth trauma Mm -hmm. where when I was first born, it wasn't too long after I was born. They took me from my mom because they thought I had severe meningitis. And so they put all these little needles in my body. They had to draw blood everywhere and they had to do two spinal taps. And so when they brought me back to my mom, they counted like 25 needle pokes in my little body and two spinal taps, which is right where your nervous system is. And my mom, when she was in the hospital, she could hear this baby just like horrifically screaming and crying. And my mom just started crying and she was like, oh, that poor baby. I feel so bad for that baby. And my dad didn't tell her it was actually me. That's so sad. Oh (laughs) my God. And I, for many years, didn't realize that I had this high anxiety 
this like fear imprinted in my body. And I never knew why or what it was from because the rest of my family wasn't like that. You know, my family, they're all super chill yeah. with the flow. They're like, it's fine. Mm. Everything will work out fine. Right. My whole life was like, I was nervous. I was scared. I was worried. And when I started to be able to tap into my body, I could feel like these threads of fear and I didn't know what it was. And I think that that is probably the origin of where it started was when I was born, I was born with like the world is scary mm-hmm. and I'm not okay. And I just want my mom. Yeah. Wow. And that's how you imprint. That's your canvas that you start with neurologically speaking. Now, it was interesting. My sister, she was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck and she was choking and she was suffocating. She almost died. She was purple and blue. And so when she came out of the womb, she was like suffocating her whole life. She's been like, everyone stay away from me. Get back. I'm suffocating. You're too much for me. I'm independent. Leave me alone. Get off of me. And I've always been, I'm scared. Hold me, snuggle me. I just Mm -hmm. want comfort. And that's been expressed in everything and the way that we are in our being in our healing her healing has been more like bring people in Mm -hmm. and mine has been more coming into my own and my independence and not fearing everything in the world and myself and my body amazing and how did that manifest like that imprint how did that manifest throughout childhood and your health and your body because you and I talk about this all the time yeah a nervous system that is dysregulated will only bring more dysfunction and inflammation and dis-ease to it. How did you feel the threads of that throughout your life? Yeah. So I think being younger, like I was always just interested in health. My mom was always doing the latest and greatest diets and, you know, she was always just trying to be healthy. And so I was really into it too. And so by the time I got to college, it just made sense, right? Like I'm so into health. Let me just go be that explorer and find all the information But I started to feel this tension in my body where it almost felt like I was really trying. Being healthy was like that fight. I really had to try. I really had to keep learning more knowledge. And all of a sudden it was kind of like I had this mindful of knowledge, but it felt like I was putting in a lot of effort. It didn't feel effortless. Mm -hmm. And so I kept trying to scare myself with health information or motivation or using Instagram or motivational people. And that was my drive and my motivation. And I had built up all of this energy. And what's interesting was I was able to hold on to that pretty hard. It took a lot of effort, but I was super motivated and I was able to hold on to that healthy cheerleader type person that I knew that I was Mm -hmm. until I went through a really hard life transition. I think everybody kind of hits their life crisis, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And mine wasn't as extreme as losing somebody in my life or death or anything like that, but it still to me was like an internal life crisis. And at that time, my sister and I, we had a business together We actually had a company together that we just poured our hearts and our passion in and all of our money. And we went all in on it. And our relationship had gotten to such a bad place when we were younger, we were in our early 20s, that I decided to leave the company, even though the company was doing good. But it rocked my identity so hard. I realized I had my whole identity tied up in the business that made me valuable and what it meant, who I was as a person. And it completely rocked my world. And so not having that company anymore, it was so weird. It was like, I didn't even have an email address anymore because it was a business email address. I didn't have a website. I had two degrees, but I had nothing to show for. It was like, I no longer had the business. 
I didn't have any money anymore. All my money had been put into the business and it rocked my world. And going through a breakup at that time too, it was like, I was shedding all of these things that, that were not my identity that I identified with. And it put me into this paralyzing fear and terror because I was always the kind of person that I needed security. I needed to know what I was doing. I needed to know that my finances were in order. I needed to have all these answers. And now I had nothing. Mm -hmm. I broke up with my boyfriend, moved out of our place, left the business, ran out of money. And I was just like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And while it might be just life transition to me, it was like, it hit the deepest fear point of like, I'm not okay. Right. And what I was interesting that I didn't realize at the time was I think that the intensity of the fear was so big that I disconnected from my body, which is like known as dissociation is when we have a life experience that feels so uncomfortable or maybe traumatic to ourselves that we actually split away from our bodies and go into our minds. And I think that at that moment, at that time was when I really dissociated from my body because the feelings were so intense that I almost became numb to the feelings or even the happiness or the sadness. It was just everything went blank and numb. How did that manifest for you physically in your body? Were you low energy? Were you having hormonal imbalances? Because that kind of yeah. shock can really rock your body. That's a lot for a body to handle. And so what, what were you experiencing at that time? You know, at first, I think I was so numb to my body that I didn't feel anything. I actually lost a lot of weight because I was so disconnected from sensation. I didn't have an appetite. I lost that inner drive to be healthy and exercise and was so disconnected and zombie-like. And then as I started to reconnect a little bit deeper to my body, Everything came back online and it was super uncomfortable, but all of that stress that was building up in my body unconsciously slowly started to manifest into health issues that Mm. I didn't really realize because they were subtle. It was like Mm. things that we would think are normal, right? Like, oh, I'm just anxious. I'm just Mm -hmm. an anxious person. Meanwhile, my cortisol was throttled down, Mm -hmm. right? It was full speed. When we talk about high cortisol being the Ferrari, like, pedal to the metal. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just like, oh, I'm just anxious. And my jaw, my neck is just tight. I don't know why, but I used to get really bad jaw issues and it would actually pop and crack and tightness. And I would get really bad headaches and neck tight, really bad neck tightness. And I didn't realize that this chronic clenching was just a manifestation of this Mm -hmm. hidden anxiety and fear and stress in my body. So my body was always clenched. I actually didn't realize that my hormones were so messed up for years. They were so subtle, just things that we accept as normal, right? Why my mood was all over the place. Why I was trying to force happiness and Mm. run away from sadness or fear or anything. And what ended up actually showing up, I think we talked about this before in the podcast was my menstrual cycle completely went away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's weird. Why is my menstrual cycle completely gone? And that's when I started doing, digging into labs. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought to do labs because my doctors were like, you're fine. It's normal. Everything you're going through is normal. But because my menstrual cycle completely went away, I was like, wow, my body is speaking to me. And so I did labs and I found out that my hormones were so low. It was like I was in menopause. Wow. And when I did my cortisol, 
Yeah. My cortisol levels were so high and I was in my mid twenties. I was probably Mm -hmm. 27 and my cortisol was so high. My stress hormone was so high that it wasn't even just, you know, it's supposed to be in the green zone. And then there's like the yellow warning zone and then there's the red zone. Mine was flatlined across the top of the red zone. It didn't even have a reference number. It was above the reference range. Oh my gosh. That's so bad. That's so bad. Would have asked me, "Are you stressed?" I would have been like, "No, "No, I'm just really busy. I'm really productive. Mm -hmm. I just have a lot to do. I have goals. I'm an achiever. I have a lot (laughs) 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 Isn't that all of us? I feel like that's ninety five percent of Americans, where we're just like, we just have to push harder and harder, and drink our caffeine, and drink our coffee, and drink our green tea, and drink our pre workouts to get through. Let's just beat our body through this stress and know that it's going to bounce back. But guess what? It doesn't. It eventually doesn't bounce back. And as you were experiencing, your body was starting to flatline in a few spots, like your hormones, number one, right? My body had been screaming to me for a long time, but I was like, nope, everything's fine. I had rashes that were like breaking out in rashes. My hormones were off. My stress hormones were so high. And I didn't really realize it to me, that was normal. That's just how I lived. So a lot of people will say, oh, I don't think that my stress hormones are an issue. I think I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But almost always when we test their stress hormones, they're through the roof, but they're just living. You're like, you're swimming in your stress hormones and you don't realize it. And I was a hundred percent that until my body was like, you're under so much stress. We're going to shut down reproduction. And I remember my doctor being like, yeah, your progesterone is menopausal. I think Mm -hmm. my progesterone came up as 0.1. So it was like insane non-existent exist. Oh my gosh. My body was screaming to me. Yeah. So I couldn't ignore my body anymore. But what's so funny is I thought I was just busy, but I didn't realize that there are all these classic signs of so much discomfort in my body. I was the person who was like, oh, I can't meditate. I just can't focus. Mm -hmm. I'm bad at it. Mm -hmm. That was me too. That was me too. Right. It's just like, uh, -uh, I can't. And it's funny because people that are like, I can't meditate. They are the ones that actually need to meditate. Their brains are going a million miles an hour. There's too much discomfort in your body to be with. Mm -hmm. That's why we can't meditate because there's too much discomfort that we're not willing to actually be with and sit with. And man, it's not uncomfortable still, but holy cow to see the contrast of, oh yeah, no wonder why my body wasn't healing. I mean, I was, my hormones were all over the place. And then over time, as my hormones got so off track, then my body just started like slowly gaining weight. And I think for protection, because mm-hmm. my, my stress hormones are revved up, it just all of my labs, that is what finally gave me the hard proof to be like, hey girl, mm-hmm. we need to go deeper here. You're not okay. You're right. trying to mentally willpower your way through it, mm-hmm. but you can't sleep at night. You have so much anxiety. Your muscles are always tense your body won't budge. I mean, I was working out so hard. I was trying to do keto and do intermittent fasting and all these things. And it felt like my body was just against me in every way. Mm-hmm. And it was all a clear sign that it was like, you can't outrun this with motivational stuff or right. information any longer. You need to go deeper. It's so wild that I want to really touch on this because this is the majority of people that we see, right? Where we are so used to stress, like stress is our baseline, as a society, as a culture, it's like, if you're not high stress, you're actually abnormal, right? When we see people that are slower paced, people that take care of themselves, we're actually physically uncomfortable with that, 
right? We judge it. We're like, oh, they're lazy. They're this. No, actually, they know exactly what they're doing. They're taking care of their bodies. They're listening. I think of Tristan when you were actually describing yourself of how you were so disconnected from your body. Tristan was so disconnected from his body, from his heart. For people that have listened to a lot of the podcasts, I've shared this, but he had to do so much heart healing towards the end of his life because I don't think he ever felt his heart. He was so shut down and there was so much shame that he had to work through. There was so much self-resentment that you would have never known because he pushed it down so deep, right? And I wish if we'd started the beginning of his healing journey, people asked, what would you have changed? I would have said, we would have gone to the emotions first. We would have Mm. done all the heart and soul work first. That's what we would have done. And that's how I actually started the order of healing. Mindset includes heart, soul work. It includes being mindful. It includes being connected to your body. It includes re-regulating your nervous system and actually feeling your feels, right? That's so important before you even go into the body stuff. And so if you are listening to this and you're dealing with health issues and you're yo-yoing, how many people listen to all the podcasts and do all the supplements and do the nutrition and they're still sick? And I actually did did a poll on Instagram and I said, how many of you are yo-yoing with your health where you get better and then you go back to square one and then you get better and you go back to square one? It's because you're dysregulated. It's because you aren't feeling your emotions. It's because you aren't being mindful. It's because you're in sympathetic dominance all the time, right? That's your fight or flight response that your brain is literally in fight or flight all the time. We can't heal a body if you are in fight or flight. You have to be in a sympathetic nervous system response, which is rest and digest and heal. And so if you are someone that is yo-yoing with your health and Gina's story is your story, Let's look upward, right? Let's look at the mind. What is happening? Mm -hmm. Are we completely disconnected? Are we not feeling our emotions? Are we dysregulated? Are we living a life that is dishonoring what we need, right? Yeah. So are we putting work before ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right. It's like ignoring that elephant in the room that's like, hey, there's something really obvious or maybe not obvious, but it's just constantly trying to bypass it and a lot of people ask, well, is it a health thing that I'm doing or is it an emotion and a feeling and a body or a mindset that and it's all connected? Mm-hmm. Your thoughts regulate your physical body. Yeah. And I don't think that my physical body would have ever changed and healed if I didn't address mm-hmm. my mind and my feelings. And so our mind controls what happens. Does it release cortisol? Does it drive our food choices? Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent eating healthy felt like a war to my body because I was in survival mode and I was ignoring the thing that was making me feel like I was in survival mode. Right. You know, it's interesting because really your thoughts do navigate your hormones in your body, right? Think about it. You watch a sad movie and you cry. Your heart rate changes, right? And this is literally just watching and thinking and connecting with something, right? So you created a feeling state by a thought and seeing something, an external stimuli, right? Imagine the millions of chemical reactions that are happening from what I like to call background apps that are playing in the background, right? Like past beliefs that we have, past stressors, past triggers. We've spoken about this so much, but we have ingrained in us belief systems by the time we're seven about ourselves, right? And no one teaches us how to update those. And so is your body and your mind running off of outdated apps, I use apps in air quotations, outdated apps that are no longer serving you and your health and your mental well-being, right? 
Okay. So yeah, you crashed and burned. You were so disconnected. Do you want to talk about that book really fast that you and I were talking about? And then, yeah, because there's this book you're reading called The Betrayal of the Body. Oh and my gosh, like, it's that's so good. exactly what you experienced. Yeah. The book actually puts it really well. It's called Betrayal of the Body and it's the psychology of fear and terror. And, you know, those words might be really intense, fear and terror. And I guess that you would say maybe a quote unquote lucky one who hasn't experienced severe trauma, the big T traumas in my childhood, but we all experience these emotions of fear or terror or some of us to a bigger degree or or know how to handle them. And some of us don't know how to handle it. And so what he talks about in this book, in the psychology of fear and terror is the reason why we betray and leave our bodies a point where when we're first born, if we know how to deal with emotions in a healthy way, our mind and our body are connected as partners and as a team. And your ego is actually in a good relationship with your body. Your ego or your mind is what drives your body to seek pleasure and to be motivated. And it can be a beautiful relationship together. But if at some point we have a very intense experience or emotions that we don't know how to deal with, our ego will try to protect us. So we have this mind body split where the mind goes one way and the body goes the other way. And we actually dissociate, we disconnect from our bodies. And I didn't realize this how this happens. I didn't understand the psychology of this as I was going through it, but now reading and understanding it, it's actually the foundation of what I teach now because of my experience. Mm -hmm. So having this really intense experience of I'm so uncomfortable with what's happening in my body. It doesn't feel safe. Now the ego actually turns against the body and they're no longer in partnership, but the ego is trying to protect us. And it says the body is bad. Mm. And so now we go and we retreat up to our minds and everything is driven out of safety. And so what that might look like is being disconnected from our bodies. Everything comes from the mind. So we start to crave foods based on the mind, not what is real in our bodies, Mm -hmm. or we start to have to use motivation. Everything has to come from our mind. We get stuck in thoughts or anxieties or coping mechanisms, and it actually pulls us away from truth. So nutrition facts and health facts are really important as a tool when our mind and body are working together in partnership. But if we're only in the ego, we're only in the mind, we're only doing for things for survival, we're actually missing out on what is truth Mm -hmm. because our bodies are sensing reality. They're sensing hot and cold. They're sensing hunger or fullness. Our bodies are actually sensing what is true in this very moment now. Mm -hmm. Our mind is the ego where it's pulling all this information of the past to predict the future, to keep us safe. And if those are working in opposition of each other and we don't trust the body, we're actually losing touch with reality Mm -hmm. because our mind is not what is sensing the present. Our mind is based in safety. So what's interesting is in the book, he says, insanity is being disconnected from your body mm-hmm. and schizophrenia and psychosis. Those are all actually being disconnected from our bodies. That's and so I wouldn't say that I was a schizophrenic, but what I would say was that I actually was losing touch with my body and with reality. And I couldn't even tell anymore. Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? What does my body need? I couldn't tell you what my body needed or what my body was speaking to me because 
I was actually disconnected to the sensation and the reality of what was present and my mind was dominating and taking over. You know, what's really interesting too about that is about the ego trying to protect us. If we grew up in a household where as children, we have big emotions, right? And we're shamed for that. We're told it's bad, right? Of course, the ego is going to interpret that. That's one of those old updates that we need to update. But the ego is like, emotions are bad. Don't be hysterical, right? Push it down. Don't feel that. Meanwhile, emotions are just energetic motion. It has to move through you, right? One of the hardest things I've had to learn is to just sit in my sorrow, to sit in the discomfort, to sit with not being okay, right? Because what we're taught in society, what we're taught with our families, maybe the majority of our families, and again, our parents did the best they could, but a happy child is a wanted child, right? If you're not happy, go away, right? Go into timeout. You're yelled at, right? But if you're happy, you're rewarded with love. You're rewarded with attention, right? And so if we're feeling these big emotions now as adults, and what we really need to do is actually feel it to heal it, but we haven't been taught that. We haven't been modeled that. All we've seen are dysregulated parents yelling at dysregulated kids. Of course, the right. ego is going to be, hey, shut that down. That's undesirable. You're being a hysterical woman. Successful people aren't hysterical. Successful people aren't sad. Successful people aren't needy. You know, like shut that down. And so, of course, the ego yeah. is going to be like, uh, that's uncomfortable because you were told from a very young age that emotions are uncomfortable for your parents. Right. Yeah. So, and we were driven by get the grade, get the gold star. Oh, I know. It's in, terrible. Do good in sports. And if you get the, oh, so we learned that if we do good, we are worthy and we're good enough. Right. And so if we have so a moment terrible. in life where we're not getting the gold star, we're having a hard time. And now all of a sudden we're sitting with this feeling of I'm not worthy. Right. Of course, we're going to try and run from that. And that's what I 100% experienced was like this inner drive to be good enough to achieve, yeah. to build up that I filled up my life with productivity and goals. And if I didn't feel confident that I was achieving that, if things weren't moving fast enough, or I was afraid I wasn't good enough. And then it started to bring up these feelings that I wasn't even conscious. I wasn't even aware of it. It wasn't until that I started really going down this healing journey that I was like, Oh, there's a really deep fear of if I'm not productive or if I don't do this, I won't be worthy. And of course, it's really uncomfortable to sit with feelings of, I am not worthy if I don't achieve, or I'm not worthy if I'm not what some other people might be feeling is if I'm not a good enough mom, or if I'm not mm -hmm. achieving some things. Mm -hmm. Hey listeners, this holiday season, spoil those you love with the gift of comfort and quality and bundle up with cozy earth bedding pajamas that are now finally available on holiday hues. Cozy Earth is by far one of my favorite things I own as its quality is truly unmatched. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo and come with a 10-year warranty. You guys, hardly any company can boast of that type of quality and guarantee. Their loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit, which means if you buy this for your loved ones, they probably won't take it off. Matching holiday PJs this season never felt so good. And as a bonus, Cozy Earth is also providing all Gutsy listeners 40% off site-wide when you use the code Gutsy. So don't hesitate to get your loved ones extra cozy this holiday season with Cozy Earth Apparel. Now back to the show. And we don't want to be with that feeling of what if I'm not worthy that I learned when I was a little kid. Of course, we're going to either try and outrun it with productivity or outrun it with healthy eating and diets, or even just self-soothe it with food. Right. Wow. I hope this is really sinking because this is a core wound that 
the majority of people have. And again, our bodies, they are working for us, not against us. So when they start to break down, it's just a call back to reconnection, right? It's a call back to the self. I had this huge download the other day. My download was this, that when you are doing things that are out of alignment with your heart and soul, your body actually starts to break down. When you do things that when you kind of become a slave to your mind, then your body will start to break down because the body is in service of the heart and the soul. It's not in service of the mind, right? How this quadfecta is supposed to work, how the foursome is supposed to work is the mind should always be in service of the heart, right? And then the body, the body's always in service of the heart and the soul. But when the body is in service of the mind, that's when things go south and it goes south fast. Mm-hmm. So every time that's I find- we deplete ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And so I've started to see that when I am like the sickest in my life is when I am more in service of my mind and I'm disconnected mm-hmm. from my heart and my soul. And my body actually doesn't want to do the work that the mind is telling it to do. It wants to do the work that my heart and my soul want to do. So this is an interview about Gina, but I'm going to just quickly hijack no, it for 30 is, seconds. This is perfect. This is amazing. It's great. I'm going to talk exactly about what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my Cambo experience another time, but Cambo really taught me that it turned up the volume on my body and what my body wanted. And every time I did something that my mind forced the body to do, it was like this physical, visceral, no, like this uncomfortable, like, no, I don't want to do that. And oftentimes that was all around work stuff. When I was with my kids and when I was connecting and when I was resting, my heart was opening and it felt like my soul was singing. And I was like, yes, yes. And I realized through this experience that through all the trauma, all the loss, all the sadness, all the long COVID, I haven't allowed myself to have a winter right? I've just been spring, summer, fall. I've been in spring, summer. I've been pushing, 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 trying to get things going. And my body just wants a winter. It just Mm -hmm. wants to rest and reset. It's interesting because we look at winter, everything died. No, it's not. It's harvesting. It's getting more resilient. It's getting stronger so it can bloom bigger later, right? And I keep trying to stay in my spring and my summer and I'm not going through all my other things. And my body keeps telling me like, we need winter, we need rest. You've been through a lot. You've done a lot and you can't come back stronger. That's why you keep getting weaker because you're not resting. You'll come back stronger after you rest. And so I hope that resonates with people that again, your body is always in alignment with your heart and soul, but when it's forced to follow the mind, it will start to break down, especially if your mind isn't in service to your heart. Healing is that self-trust with your body. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why I didn't heal for a long time is I was doing what I thought that I should do, which was exercising when I, when my body didn't Mm. need it, eating certain foods, restriction, forcing, and then it creates this disconnection with reality. It's like relies on motivation and force, but then there's also cravings because you're just like living in your mind, but your body is where reality is. That's where we experience life and Mm -hmm. emotion and vibrancy and joy And so if we live in our minds, we're actually disconnected from reality and we're disconnected from the vibrancy and joy of living all Mm -hmm. of it, the sadness, the happiness, the full range, the hunger, the fullness, Mm -hmm. we can't feel the truth of our hunger sensations or our fullness sensations. It's because we're living in our minds and not in our bodies. And that's kind of how I know the path of where I've been and where my clients, where the path that I watch them go on is the same that I was. 
where you start in this very mind mental, I can do Mm -hmm. it. I can push. And then it's hard. And then I'm angry and you're all over the place. But when we come down into the body, then we can honor what the body needs and we rest when we need to rest. We move when we can move and everything comes into alignment with itself without forcing when you're forcing and it feels like you're trying to shove a triangle through a hole and you're like, get in there. That's your mind. But when we start slowly healing from a body standpoint, where mind and body are working together, you're doing exactly what you said, where you're Mm -hmm. actually feeling when it feels expansive and feeling when it feels contracting and we can do it with food. We can do it with movement. We can do it with our work, with our relationships, what makes me feel expansive. And that's my soul that is speaking to me. My soul Mm -hmm. is telling me, yes, you're on the right track. This is expansive. When there's a contraction, it's like, Ooh, no, this is not my path. And our bodies will respond to that. Right. I love that so much. Our bodies are so smart. You guys, like millions, billions of years of evolution of intelligence, divine intelligence, whether you're Christian, we can't deny that there's intelligence here and it's beyond anything we could ever have designed ourselves. Right. And that intelligence is something we don't lean on enough. We don't allow our bodies and our hearts to really just guide us, you know, and I love that we teach this in our gutsy membership where People want to get cerebral about the protocols and we say, okay, can you drop into your body and your heart space and like actually ask your body what it wants and needs right now? What needs to be acknowledged? What needs to be seen? You know, and it's really cool because a lot of times people will say it just needs to be acknowledged. That's it. The body just wants to be felt, right? Okay. So I want to go back to, so your hormones were just cattywampus. You were going through premenopause and you were how old? Like 29, 30? I think I was like 28 probably. Oh, so this, was, this was the peak of my body inner raging against me. I was trying so hard. My body would not lose weight. My hormones were all over the place. I was trying to push my way through it with happiness and motivation and productivity. And it was like the shadow was just chasing me. Yeah. And so what happened next? I think a big turning point for me was I was sitting at a talk in San Diego and I remember feeling I just had knots inside of my body and I couldn't explain what it was, but everything was so tense, but that was just how I lived. And it's weird now feeling the contrast of so much just internal spaciousness, but I didn't know life could feel that way. It just always felt so tight. And I remember thinking, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why my body won't heal. I don't know what's wrong with me, but there's something wrong with me. And I went to this talk in San Diego from this guy who became my mentor. He was a psychologist and a Buddhist monk. And he gave this talk this on Mike not Sibiro? being afraid. Yes. Mike Sibiro, yeah, we interviewed him. Mike. Yes. Uh-huh. That's right. We interviewed him. I totally mm-hmm. forgot. But he gave this talk on not being afraid of going into your darkness and into the unknown of within yourself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this guy is talking about but I can't keep out running myself. I have to turn around and go inward. And I, I came up to him after the talk and I was like, I just really resonate with something that you said, can we work together? And I hired him to be my mentor. And he was the first person who really brought it up to me. He said, do you realize how disconnected from your body you are? When I ask you how you feel, you tell me what you think. (laughs) And he perfectly nailed that mind body split and brought it to my attention. And I was like, Oh, and he's like, I don't know what difficult experience you had in your life, but for some reason, at some point you decided to disconnect from your body and go into your mind. And so everything that you're experiencing, you're terrified of, and we're just going to start getting into your body. Mm -hmm. And so as I started 
going through the meditation, actually, it's so interesting. What I started doing is a lot in alignment with the book that I'm reading. And in the book that I'm reading, The Betrayal of the Body, he said that the only way to come back to reality and to come back to healing is through three ways. And these are actually the three things that I did. It's learning how to breathe, movement in your body, and feeling. And that was like the path to my healing was number one, I realized I was always holding my breath and my nervous system was always triggered. And if we breathe in a way that triggers our nervous system, our body is constantly breaking down in a state of fight or flight. We're constantly grabbing foods out of safety and security. And it's because of our breathing. When we did Conquering Cravings, we focus a lot on how do we just breathe and that alone can just change it, take food cravings away. Mm -hmm. Right. So I realized I spent all day just holding my breath intense and shallow breathing and tight and all of this was tight. And so learning how to breathe and be with my body. And one thing that Michael taught me was the idea of radical acceptance of if I just fully radically accept in love, all of me, all of it, the anxiety, the fear, the worries, the happiness, the sadness, I'll come back into my body and I won't be afraid of anything. And I think that that's what really opened up my healing journey was not being afraid of anything or any feeling, the feelings of unworthiness, the feelings Mm -hmm. of sadness, and actually allow them to be. And that's when I started being able to communicate with my body again. That's when I could not have to run from my feelings, but I also felt happiness again. I wasn't so numb to life anymore. And I started to feel my real true hunger and my real true fullness and what movement actually felt natural and intuitive to my body. I was like, Oh, I love dancing. I didn't even realize how much I love dancing and music. And I started living life in my body instead of fearing it and living in my mind. And that's when the healing actually began to happen and easily and effortlessly. That's amazing. And you know, it's so interesting because that disconnection of, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. So we dissociate what no one, again, no one taught us this when we were young, right? We were just taught that emotions are bad and you go to your room, right? Or you get yelled at. But what we aren't taught is, and what we should teach our kids is all emotions should be honored, right? If there is sadness moving through you, you are not sadness. You are the hotel that sadness is sitting in right now, right? It will leave. It will pass. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is Ryan actually coaches me through this because I have a lot of judgment around if I'm not happy, then I'm actually unworthy of being around people, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I love you in all of your stages. You're sad, your triggers, all of it. If only our parents could have said that to us at one stage, right? And what's interesting is my parents were amazing. My parents were, oh my gosh, I had the best childhood growing up. But there's just these subconscious things that we just pick up from society, from peers, from teachers. And so it's funny because when we actually just allow the emotion to move through us, it's e-motion, energetic motion. It's just energy. You are Mm -hmm. not the energy. You are just the vessel that is experiencing it in this moment because something happened to you and it got stored there. So have it move through you. And I love those three things, breath, movement, and what was the other one? Feeling. And feeling, like just feel it to heal it. It's what gets you in your body. It wakes you up to life again. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember how proud of myself I was seeing the progress of my healing. And I knew that I was because... I had a moment where like I had this really intense food craving one day 
And my mind, old me, past me would have tried to willpower my way through it and use facts and knowledge and fear. And like, you're not going to be good enough if you don't do this. And, you know, try to fear my way through it. And it would have felt Mm -hmm. really intense. And to show the progress of how far I've come in my healing, I was able to actually trust myself enough to drop down into my body and just ask like, what is the feeling that is here without a story, without needing to judge it? And this is bad and this is wrong, but just feel what's the feeling. And I was like, oh, wow, there's like a feeling of fear and I'm scared. This was before I did all this healing around before I realized like birth trauma stuff. But I was like, wow, there's like this fear there. There's like, oh, and it, and it actually feels like I'm young, maybe like an infant or three years Mm -hmm. old. There's like this childlike fear that's in me right now that I'm feeling And instead of talking through like rationalization and if it should be there or not, I was able to actually just be in my body and allow that fear to be there without shoving it away or reprimanding it and actually just be with it and soothe it and hold it and actually hold that fear as if it was a baby. And the craving for the food that wouldn't have served me just gently went away as I was able to go in and have full trust that my body could feel anything it was needing to feel. Even if it was this crazy feeling of fear from when I was three years old, I could just hold that and be with it and soothe it. Now I'm actually creating trust with my body where the mind willpower, you can't have it would have created more of that internal trigger and fear releasing more cortisol in my body and more wear and tear and more breakdown, more intensity. It's like adding fuel to the fire in our bodies is where we create self-trust and communication. So what would you tell people that are yo-yoing with their health, that they can't seem to regulate? Meditation seems too hard for them. I spoke about meditation this week on Instagram and people were like, well, how do we get out of sympathetic dominance and into this parasympathetic state that allows cortisol to come down that allows us to make mm-hmm. space for trust. What would you recommend to people like where they start with creating yeah. trust in their body and being able to feel the feels again? So most of those feelings, I think, come back to childhood. So what I actually started doing, this was a task that Michael gave me when I first started in my journey is to check in with yourself as though you're a little kid. Because if we're disconnected from our feelings, we don't know how to communicate with them yet. We don't know what our body is trying to tell us because we don't have a good close relationship with it. I've got a pretty solid relationship with my body now and I can tap in pretty good, but it's taken me some time to figure out how to communicate with it. I would say it takes my clients about a year to learn how their body is really communicating to them. Is this a hunger? Is this a feeling? Is this a what's happening in my body? And so I think we have to start with baby babble, right? Like we don't know what our bodies are telling us. And so I just started by just closing my eyes and like checking in with my body and asking myself, okay, how are we doing right now? What is happening? And just labeling whatever was there. Okay. This feels like fear. This feels like anxiety or this feels like sadness. That's Mm -hmm. weird. I don't know what it is, but shifting to a place of curiosity and almost as if your body was like a baby that didn't, it was trying to get your attention. It was crying, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't know how to speak to you yet. And I think that that alone is one of the most powerful things you can do. And you can continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper in that relationship. So you start by just with curiosity. Maybe you're living with someone else who speaks another language and you're like, let's see if we can communicate, you know, Mm -hmm. let's point at things. And you start from this place of like, we don't know how to communicate. So what most people say when they start is I'm bad at this. I can't, 
do it. And it's like, well, no, you just need to work on, if you care enough, Mm -hmm. you'll work on the relationship with yourself. If you care enough about truly knowing yourself, Mm -hmm. if you keep saying, I can't do it, I'm not bad at it. I don't have time for it. You just don't care enough about really deeply understanding your relationship with your body. Right. And so staying dedicated to, I want to get to know you. I want to understand you. And you can get help along the way. Like maybe you do see a certain doctor who can give you more information and clues. And maybe you see the therapist and then maybe you try the meditation and you get like, I think of them as along the way, I had all these little breadcrumbs or these little angels that came in when the next thing that I needed to learn as I was ready for it, I could trust it would come on my journey or on my Mm -hmm. path. It was like, Oh, now I met Jeanique and she helped me go deeper in this. And now I learned this thing and I went deeper and you trust that you don't have to have all the answers up front. All you have to do is keep looking for the next clue in the next sign that you're going to get what you need. Have you read The Alchemist? Years ago. And I don't Uh, remember much of it. Actually, I need to go and reread it because it's so good. So good. It is so good. If anyone is on their unfolding path, I could not highly recommend more of The Alchemist. Uh, and it's a quick it's read too, isn't it? It's very a very quick, short book. It's mm-hmm. quick. It's easy. It's not super deep. The other book I talked about, The Betrayal of the Body, it's not an easy read. It's like, it's kind of more high level. It's not entry level. So that might be a little bit much for some people. Mm-hmm. But The Alchemist is such a beautiful story. And I think that that story actually really helped me. Somebody gave that to me right at the right time. One of my really good friends Patrick, he just randomly gave me this book. It was just like, here, I think that, I think you should have this. Mm -hmm. And it was this beautiful story that of this boy who decides to take this journey and he doesn't know why he's doing it because he's fine. He's got a good life at home, whatever. And we could all keep going on with our lives, but he feels this inner calling that he needs to go discover this treasure. And along his path, he meets his little mentors. He's faced with his challenges, but he keeps finding these things that they call the omens, which is like the signs of where he goes next. And that's all he needs to do is keep looking for the sign of where to go next. And you'll meet the mentor when you're ready for them. And you'll get hit with a challenge and you'll want to give up and you'll want to go back home. But your heart will keep speaking to you and trying to get your attention. And if we ignore our hearts, we'll forever live life wondering what if I would have just leaned in and gone on this journey? And we realize that the journey is experiencing this journey is why we're doing it. And I realized in my own journey that the whole purpose of me struggling with my health, struggling with my emotions, the pains of my experience and my life experience, like a lot of us have had, it's not about getting to bliss on the other side. It's what do we experience in that journey the people that we meet along the way, the friendships that we make, the mentors that we meet, the ahas that we have, the moments of having our own back in the deeper connection, the moments where I was like, oh, I had my own back in that hard moment, who we discover that we are. It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And I think that that book is a really beautiful journey to show us of what are we doing and where are we going and why are we doing this? Yeah, Because it is uncomfortable avoiding and filling up our lives with being productive, going to parties, doing the next diet. That's distraction. It is. And it's exhausting. It's It's exhausting. You can't do that long-term. You know what I mean? It's not sustainable. And And maybe it's not, don't go to the parties and don't, you know, do the healthy cleanse from time to time. But if we have this deeper inner calling that something is speaking to us to be healed, that's deeper than just 
the plan and we keep going around it by staying busy, our hearts will probably ache forever wondering what is it that I'm missing out on that I really could have discovered about myself and what is a journey I could take and, and you can do all of it. You can have the life and the family and the playful things. And you can also do the deeper introspection and find the little books and the podcasts and the mentors and the things at every step of the way that just help you gently unfold. And I think that was probably the most impactful part of my experience is like, I could have never gotten to where I am today, which is a lot of inner freedom and a lot of inner peace and happiness. And I do feel like my hormones are back on track. Mm-hmm. My doctors were telling me that I was going to need bioidentical hormone replacement oh in my twenties. My cow. hormones are at an optimal level now. Amazing. I didn't have to do any of that. My body feels in alignment. It feels like I still need to do things to be healthy, but it comes from a place of trust with my body. If there's a day that I'm like, I need to rest, I need to rest. And it's become this natural intuitive flow with my body but that comes from having people help us learn how to do this and keep going deeper and willing to go into those uncomfortable places in ourselves and in our bodies. Well, and you've created courses around this work now, you know, you have your conquering cravings, you have your mastering blood sugar. We have the gutsy membership where we discuss stuff like this almost every zoom, you know, you're teaching hundreds of people, probably thousands of people how to do this work, right. Of how to science and soul. We're science and soul. Science and soul. I love that. Science and soul. That should be like our tagline, Gutsy Health. We're science and soul because that's that's really it. (laughs) So for mastering mindfulness, it's science, soul, and sustainability is like the core values. And I think that that's also with Gutsy Health. It's like our core Mm -hmm. values is like we want to help people dig into the science, Mm -hmm. not just buy into fads or what some people say that, you know, isn't really helpful, really understand the science, but above all else, self-trust, soul work with yourself, and then building a sustainable life that you love, that feels fulfilling to you and feels energizing. It doesn't feel depleting. And I remember how many hours I would spend on the treadmill, just uh, like just endless and hating it and needing like motivational music to get through it. I'm like, why would I do something that I hate when I can move my body in a way that I love? And it's like, we believe in all of it. So it's not that the science is bad and it's, it's not all about meditation, but we're all of it. And healing is all of it. Right. And having the knowledge and the wisdom to actually ask your body what it needs, right? Mm -hmm. What parts of the science do I need to apply right now? What does my body need? Not what protocol fits the majority of people. It's like you have to cater everything to you and and what you you want. It's so cool that it's actually really cool that all you had to do was give people permission to do that. Like Mm -hmm. in Gutsy Health, on our member calls all the time, okay, we have the science and you're like, I've got to tell you the answer, but I want you to trust yourself first. And you would say, what does your body tell you? And when they're just given the opportunity to just close their eyes for a second, have permission to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. They're always like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling. And you're like, great. That's what I would have suggested too. Yeah. Nine out of 10 times, it's the exact same answer. They know. Nine out of 10. And so it's really amazing to gain that body trust and to really lean into understanding that healing is a lifetime journey. Now, you might hear that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to heal for the rest of my life. No, because you actually need to reframe what healing means, right? Like healing isn't this diet, it isn't this fat, it isn't this push-pull thing. 
healing can actually be in flow. Healing can be sustainable. Healing, instead of trying to swim upstream, you can float downstream with healing, right? Healing can be a gift. I just recently did some blood work with one of my very first long COVID patients. I was our first long COVID patient in the Provo Health Clinic, but this was my second. Do you see a lot? We are now getting flooded with long COVID and Lyme people. Wow. Yes, it's we're almost at a waiting list stage right now because wow. people because the results are the research is so great and yeah, it's really phenomenal. But anyways, this long COVID patient, she came into the office and I told her exactly what to do. I gave her my protocol that I did and she did it to a T and then she was coming to review her labs with me. And the most beautiful thing, I saw her laugh. I'm like, yep, you have the same thing. Epstein-Barr in the past, your body's super sensitive. Your immune system is very dysregulated. Her symptoms were she got COVID, she got the vaccine and she just never really bounced back, right? And then she got COVID and then she was just in bed all day. She couldn't get out of bed. She just felt like she had the flu constantly for months and months and months and had no energy. And so after a month of doing the long COVID protocol, she's 70% better. She's doing the ketamine, like I suggested. Wow. And she's, she's having these realizations that she's like, this was the best thing that ever happened to me because it actually taught me what true health is. True health isn't going to the gym every day and counting your macros and just pushing, pushing, pushing. True health is like listening to your body and giving it nutrient dense foods, giving it soul food, listening to your heart, re-regulating your nervous system. She's like, it's been a hard road, but it has taught me so much about myself and my health and what my body actually needs. Right. And I got emotional because I'm just like, she got it. And when you get to a point when you're like, this happened for me, I have goosebumps just thinking about this happened for me. Yes. Like your body is always working for you, right? It always is working for you. It's trying to bring you back into alignment. And what she did was she's starting to align because she's now connecting with her heart. She's connecting with her soul and her body. They're in that trifecta because her mind was saying the gym and macros, and that's all that's important, right? Because that's what she was taught somewhere by some person, right? But as she's doing the work, her body and her soul and her heart are now starting to speak. And she's like, oh my gosh, there it is. I'm there. I'm healing. I know what health is. I know what my body needs. I know what my heart needs. I know what my soul needs. This was a blessing. And if you haven't hit that yet, it's like, it's okay. Just trust. When you're in that, I love in the presence. It's so funny. I say so many quotes. It's ridiculous. (laughs) In the presence process, he said, let in, in your doubt, your life raft of safety is trusting the process. And when you know that you're on that path, of listening to yourself deeper, it's not going to make sense. You don't know how to communicate with your body. You don't know where to go next. You don't know the answers. You would have figured it out. But when you're in that doubt, your life raft of safety that's going to keep going is just trust the process and keep leaning in. Keep looking for what are the things within myself that I'm afraid to go into or see or explore and who can give me the next support or safe space or answer. And you'll keep going. You will. You'll keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going. This is a lifelong journey and it can actually be the most beautiful journey you ever embark on, right? Because why wouldn't you want to live a life that is directed by your heart and your soul, right? That is governed by that. You know, I have a friend that says your mind is your best friend with the worst advice, why would we want our mind to govern how we live our lives? Like we're clearly miserable and sick, right? If you're miserable and sick, your mind has been doing a terrible job. Like it's time to drop into your body and your heart and your soul and start healing and navigating life from those points. Gina, this has been awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for taking this little journey with me. This 
this adventure that we went on together. Isn't she magical, you guys? Oh my I'm gosh. just so lucky to have you. And I feel Aww, like we met each same. other at like the perfect time. You know, we were both really embarking. We were both at like at a fork in our roads, yeah. right? Of self-healing and self-discovery. And then I'm just so lucky. It's so rare to awesome. come across someone who has the exact same vision for you for the world as you do, right? Like that wanted to create course and content that empowers people. You're a unicorn, right? There's not a lot of people that want to do that. People just want to create courses and sell menu plans and da, da, da. How did I find the one person on the planet that had the exact same vision I did? And oh, was like, um, we find each other. It's truly following those breadcrumbs. And, yeah. you know, where you and I met, we had met at a retreat. And it, it's just, you lean yeah. in and you take a chance on the next thing and you believe in yourself. I had no idea that we were going to meet, but it's like you find your tribe and your people. Right. And I feel that from the people now that we work with that we're not for everybody, right? There's right. a lot of people who are like, They're not uh-uh, uh-huh. I am not doing that kind of work. <laughs> and that's totally okay. Like, it's okay. Everybody's yeah. where they're at, but people who are really our tribe, they gravitate and start mm-hmm. to, they're like, yes, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Let's go. We're all heading that way together. It's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just had the memory of us recording our first podcast together. Cause for those who don't know, I used to do this podcast with my late husband, Tristan. He was so brilliant. And our back and forth banter, like he was so funny and he was just this like yes. thesaurus. He, he was, was this encyclopedia. So- funny. So funny. And you know, and then I remember New Year's, I was like, Hey, do you want to be my co-host? Tristan's kind of lost his voice and his health is declining. And I remember the very first time I remember exactly where I was sitting and we recorded our first podcast episode in my mind. I'm like, please let this be good. (laughs) I hope this isn't terrible. And like we crushed it. We crushed it. And it got better and better and better. Because you guys, so a flow like this doesn't happen very often. Like it's just so amazing. And I know I've spent a quarter of this episode just gushing on you, but just let me. This is my show. I can do whatever I want. I'm fully I'm fully receiving. Okay, good. Amazing. (laughs) Listeners, if you want more of Gina, she is Gina.warful on Instagram. If you're not following her, like you should, because she has the best content ever. I mean, clearly she has the best content here, but she has the best content in other places too. We're starting up our new cohort. Listen up for dates. We will announce it next year, but we're probably going to start enrollment end of February, beginning of March, and then maybe start Mm -hmm. in April. So if you guys are interested in becoming a self-healing advocate and champion and joining the next cohort. It's a magical place. Science oh my gosh. Soul work. It's soul work, man. It's body, yeah. heart, soul work. It's science and soul. And so, um, and, soul. and you'll get to hang out with Gina every week and myself every week. And just the members are phenomenal. I'm so excited to see our last cohort join the new one and just become mentors too. We really yeah. want them to take like a mentorship where they're co-teaching the foundational stuff. And so, so it's cool because all of our members get it too. Typically we don't have students who are like, Oh, I'm not about it. Everybody is in that place where we are on the unfolding journey of how do we learn about ourselves deeper? It's amazing. It really is. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on our next episode. Gina, where are other websites? How can people get more content from you if they're looking? We're presently on a overhaul with all the things right now, but Mm -hmm. you know, you can find me on Instagram and I have, I do a weekly newsletter, the three, two, one newsletter where you can get some free information and resources. Sign up. I think the link is on connected to Instagram. Perfect. 
All right. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll catch you next week. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.